Welcome to POP, the sermon podcast for Peace Lutheran Church in Gehenna, with Pastors Doug Warburton and Tony Katko. So our reading today comes from the Gospel of John. We're in our final day of our stewardship series, and you might have noticed we did stewardship a little bit differently this year. We focused on our steward, being stewards of creation being stewards of all of our families and all its shapes and sizes. And today we focus on the stewardship of community. So it's a perfect day to have two baptisms here and we had one at our last service. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what all that means here in a second. But here's the reading. I pick it up in the middle of uh, chapter 15. Jesus has been talking for a little while and kind of pick it up in the middle of what he's saying. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, I have said these things to you so that that my joy may be complete in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. So it occurs to me that I haven't given you a Greek word in a while. And so I've got one for you today. It's this word, meno. Hear you say meno. This one's easy, yeah, to pronounce, and it comes from what I just read. When Jesus says, I command you to abide in my love. I abide in you. I want you to abide in me, and we abide in the love that God has given us. So that's what meno means. It's abide. In other places, it's translated as uh, remain or uh, stay within. It's translated a bunch of different ways. But here's the interesting thing, and this can make us uncomfortable as Lutherans that like to talk about we're saved by grace through faith. Because we don't like to be, we don't, we don't, we love to just be comfortable in our faith, but not really be told what to do in it, right? And so here Jesus is basically saying a verb. This isn't a just feel it sort of thing. This is a do it sort of thing. Live in my love. So this word appears a couple other places in the Gospel of John. Uh, It appears in this verse where John the Baptist, after he baptized Jesus, said the words that we just heard a little bit ago, but he is reflecting back on it. He says, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. That's the word meno. It abided in him. It stayed there. It's it's doing something in him. And then in a a verse that's kind of freaky, if you're not a Christian, and if you're from the outside, Jesus says, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood 
Meno, abide in me and I in them. So it's this, it's this sort of passionate love that lives within us that is also a verb and it's meant to do something. I know you, probably like me, have been watching the news and the horrors of everything that's going on in the Middle East and scratching your head, just wondering, there's so many layers to this thing. And we struggle with, what do I do? What can we do? This is where I come back to Jesus' words. Really, the only thing that I can think to do in the midst of, of whatever's going on in the world is to simply live as Jesus has commanded us and continue to abide as best as we can in this verb he commands us to love. To love. Now, there, there's another passage uh, that I just read that makes us a little uncomfortable, if we're honest. It's, it's this one. You are my friends, Jesus says. You are my friends if, if you do what I command you. If you dwell in my love, if you live out that love, you are my friends if. Now, hold on, fellow Lutherans. Don't we believe in an unconditional love, right? That sounds conditional. That sounds like, okay, you're my friends, only if. But here's an important point when we wrestle with this. Who's Jesus talking to here? If you back up into the passage, Jesus is talking. He's basically pulled aside his posse here, his disciples who, who he chose. And he's, he's having a powwow with them, giving them instruction because we're heading to the cross and they, they're going to have to live this out. And so he's giving them this command. This is the inner circle. These are the people who have been grafted onto the vine. Earlier in this passage, we didn't get into too much of that, but Jesus talks about being the vine and his followers are grafted on. So they basically have Jesus' sap running through them. And so if this mission is gonna be carried out, they have to do it. So if we're followers of Jesus, if we're people who claim to be grafted on the vine, it comes with the responsibility of living out this love. So let me compare it this way. Jesus often used the metaphors of, of a bride and groom or marriage in terms of being disciples or followers of him. He's, he's the bridegroom and we're the bride. And so Jesus would often talk about this. So I'm thinking maybe it helps us to explore that verse that I just had up on the screen by talking about marriage. So Many of you know I've been happily married to my wife for about nine years, a little over nine years, and we are deeply, and she's in the video room right now, hello honey, <laughs> deeply in love with each other. And so since, I think what, I, what I'd like to profess in front of all of you right now is since our love is so strong and so powerful, I'm not going to do squat. I'm not taking out the trash. I'm not bringing you flowers because I know our love can sustain whatever. So I'm not doing squat. How's that gonna play out for me? <laughs> of course that doesn't make any sense, right? Like you don't, you, I, don't, I don't want to foster our relationship because I have to, it's because I want to. 
It's because when you, you make this covenant with each other, you want to live it out and, and live for each other in certain ways and do certain things because that's what marriage means. Rob Bell talks about it like this. He says, what if you gave your partner, your significant other, flowers? And your partner says, oh, thank you. Gosh, that's, that means so much to me that you thought of me and you picked up these flowers. They're lovely. Thank you. And what if you responded, well, they were on sale. They cost me almost next to nothing. Actually, Kroger's was throwing them out. <laughs> or you respond the other way, oh, I have to. I have to. It is my duty as your partner to bring you flowers. Does he or she even want the flowers anymore? Like, no, at that point, take them back. Forget about it. Because what they want is your heart, right? They want to know that, that you mean something, and, and, and they want your, your heart in the midst of this. So if Jesus is using that sort of imagery and telling us to remain in his love, and then he uses this imagery of the vine, if we're, if we're grafted onto the vine, then it comes with some things that we want to live into because we want to. Things like forgiveness, empathy, compassion, gentleness, seeking out those who are hurting and offering a helping hand. These are things that we, we live into because we want to. We were grafted onto the vine. I love the image of the vine, too, because in the Middle East, the vineyards, they, they produce what? Yeah, good, good. You're still there. Okay. Yeah, they produce grapes, unlike vineyards in other places that, do, I don't know. In the Middle East, they produce grapes, and grapes produce wine, and wine, when used appropriately, gladdens our hearts. You got to admit, if you, if you, when you get together with family or friends and, and share some wine, there's, there's a bouquet that happens. There's, there's an atmosphere, and, and it, it, when used appropriately, it's a beautiful thing. And so Jesus, using this metaphor, is kind of like, allow, it, allow yourself to be fermented and offer a pleasing bouquet to the world around you. I love that image. But it's not, it's not a cheesy love that Jesus is commanding. It's not like I was about to say, and, and I might offend some of you with this, because I was about to say horrible, but I'll, instead I'll just say cheesy Hallmark movie. <laughs> you know, where there's these problems, and then all of a sudden everything's yay. <laughs> right? That's not the kind of love that Jesus is talking here. You can't manufacture love. You can't just all of a sudden turn it on. It comes with some work and some 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 effort. It's like if I was to go back to the marriage imagery, if I was counseling a couple that had gotten to the point where they basically can't stand each other and don't want to be around each other, and I'm counseling them, I can't just jump up on my chair and say, doggone it, love. It's not going to work like that. And so Jesus is saying the only way that this makes sense is when we recognize that this Vine imagery that we're grafting on to what Jesus teaches and we're striving toward that and it really only makes sense in terms of service. 
So one of the blessings about being a pastor in this place is sometimes I'm here when no one else is. And what I love to do sometimes when I have the entire building to myself is I'll go sit in our sanctuary. I'll just sit there for a while and bring many of you up in my mind and I'll pray for some of you and even you, Greg. And, uh, and I bring people to mind and, and then often what I feel is this amazing gift of what it means to be a pastor here because I see what Jesus is talking about, that you strive to dwell in the love that Jesus is talking about. I see this all the time. I, I, I was thinking the other day when, when we passed last week, we passed out bags for the LSS food pantry and some of you had already gotten and accumulated the stuff for the bags and, and you raised your hand for more bags. And, and, and I, there's just this energy that comes with that. And then a few weeks ago, or actually a month or two ago, we did a, a, a collection for Pashtana who had to flee from Afghanistan because she um, had... had been the leader of an orphanage for girls, but her family's still there. And we collected some money. It wasn't huge, but it was three to $4,000. And I got an email from her, and it literally said, thank you, Pastor Doug, and please thank your community. You are saving their lives. Oh. And then our uh, Director of Operations, Pat Rock, at our staff meeting last Tuesday, she played a voicemail that was 10 minutes long from somebody who called to say, thanks for delivering the meals each week. I look forward to that. And she kept giving us her address over and over, and she kept saying how much she loves that meal, and could we please, once again, make the bean salad? but I see it all the time in you. You live this out, and I'm so grateful. I've been here 17 years, and when I, when I came here, I felt that. That's why I took the call, and so I decided to dedicate my life to this place. My time, my talents, which includes my singing abilities, <laughs> and my treasures. My wife and I, two times a month, Automatic withdrawal, money comes out of our bank account and goes back into the bank account from which it came. <laughs> but it's a no-brainer for me because I want to live into this love that God has given us and calls us to live out. When Jesus talks with his disciples, he never once says to them, I want you to take my love and go home and live in privacy. Paul, in all of his letters, as he's building up these communities, never says, have your personal relationship with Jesus in solitude. It's always in community. It's always in community where the Spirit dwells and does God's work. So I just wanted to close by saying thank you for showing me that. Amen. Amen.